this is Red Decks Win, a podcast for the best color in Magic the Gathering. Hey, I'm Josh. This is part two of the series on mono-red non-basic lands. Check out part one or you're going to be totally lost. Just kidding, but if you want to hear more mono-red lands that are non-basics that I don't mention today, you can find them over in part one if you haven't listened to it already. So what do I mean by the term mono-red non-basic land? I mentioned it at the start of the show last week, but I still had trouble kind of articulating what I meant, so I wanted to offer up more of an explanation in this show. When I say mono-red non-basic land, I mean lands that specifically produce red mana and no other color, or that specifically use red mana and no other color. So no multicolor producing lands, or multicolor abilities on a land, and no only colorless mana lands. Let's get back into our list of lands. Our categories for today are man lands, or lands that also might create a creature, lands that give creatures stats, miscellaneous I don't have a category for, and finally double-sided cards that are mono-red that have a land on one side. Category 1, man lands, or lands that can make a creature. We've got Din of the Bugbear, just came out in AFR. If you control two or more other lands, Den of the Bugbear enters the battlefield tapped. Tap Den to add red mana. Or you can pay three and a red. Until end of turn, Den of the Bugbear becomes a 3-2 red goblin creature with, whenever this creature attacks, create a 1-1 red goblin creature token that's tapped and attacking. It's still a land. What decks want this card? Well, a decent amount of them. Goblin decks, obviously. It's a man land that produces a goblin. But even beyond that, if you have a red deck in standard, you're probably going to want this in there. Being able to get two bodies out of one land when maybe your mana flooded, or you're starting to run low on cards in an aggressive deck, that's great value. In standard, you're probably going to want a full playset of this card so that you increase the chances of it being in your opening hand. The fact that it doesn't enter tapped under pretty easy for red decks to do circumstances makes it a possibility for even modern. EDH definitely wants a copy of this. So the downsides to this card, later game it's going to enter tapped. The other downside might be your budget. If you're really looking to play a budget deck, you might not want to spend $5 on a land or $20 on a playset of Den of the Bugbear. But otherwise, this is great. Up next, get to Encampment. Gitu Encampment enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap Gitu to add red to your mana pool, or you can pay one in a red. Gitu Encampment becomes a 2-1 red warrior creature with first strike until end of turn. It's still a land. So this is a mini-man land, or boy land if you will. It was first printed back in 99, and got a reprint in the Fire and Lightning deck, which is a great deck list, or a fun one at that. It's got all the classic red-type burn stuff I love to see. I might talk about that deck someday. But anyways, get to Encampment. Here's my problem with it, is with Dinner the Bugbear, you're getting a 3-2 for 4 mana, and you're getting a 1-1 that attacks when that 3-2 man land attacks. Here you get a 2-1 red warrior creature with first strike for 2 mana, which is decent pricing. But I, when I think of man lands, I think of something I want to use later in the game when I don't have spells to cast. If you're activating this ability on turn 3, it makes me wonder what's going wrong with your game plan. Get to Encampment gets outclassed by other man lands like Celestial Colonnade in blue-white. For 3 white and a blue, you get a 4-4 white and blue elemental creature with flying and vigilance. 
that works great for those control decks, but aggro decks don't want to be wasting their turns as much with get to encampment, I don't think. There might be a place in this. I don't think it would hurt too much in EDH, but I'm not a huge fan of it. Helion Crucible is next. Tap Helion Crucible to add one to your mana pool. Pay one in a red and tap Helion Crucible. Put a pressure counter on it. Finally, pay one in a red and tap. Remove two pressure counters from Helion Crucible and sacrifice it. Put a 4-4 red Helion creature token with haste onto the battlefield. Crucible seems way slow. It doesn't enter tapped to get some colorless mana out of it. But to put those pressure counters on, that's going to take you some turns. Six mana overall across three turns. This could be fun and limited. EDH is slower, but even in EDH, I think you can do better than Helion Crucible. The stats don't let add up even for a man land. The fact that you have to be working on it as the turns go. There's nothing I particularly like about this. You like Kobolds? Probably not, but Care Keep does. Legendary land, you tap it to add colorless mana. Or pay one in a red, tap, create a 0-1 red kobold creature token named Kobolds of Care Keep. So it shares the same creature name as the uh, Legends card, Kobolds of Care Keep, which is zero mana for a uh, 0-1. So Care Keep, when you really need a creature, you get a moral victory out of this. I like the flavor text on this. It's Teferi saying, They're still here. The cockroach may have finally met its match. Maybe you want to be creating O1s in a Chump Blocks Matter deck? Is that a thing? Care Keep, I don't really see it being too good. So of those four man lands or lands that make a creature, Den of the Bugbear is by far the best. Now some lands that give your creatures some better stats. Up first, we take a trip to Castle Embereth. Castle Embereth enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a mountain. You can tap the castle, add red, or you can pay one red red and tap. Creatures you control get plus one plus oh until end of turn. Thrones of Eldrain bringing us another decent card. What a surprise. I don't think every deck wants this, but if you have a go-wide strategy, you definitely want this. A bunch of goblins and EDH, maybe even modern. This could see play. It might not be worth it in modern. Castle Embereth, a castle worth fighting for. Flamekin Village is next. As Flamekin Village enters the battlefield, you may reveal an elemental card from your hand. If you don't, it enters the battlefield tapped. Tap Flamekin, add red to your mana pool, or pay red and tap. Target creature gains haste until end of turn. Obviously, you want elementals for this land. You get a big advantage. Give something haste in an EDH deck. Too bad this isn't modern legal, or it could see some uses there. Maybe not as much with mono red, though, but in that dreaded five-color elemental deck I've seen going around. Commander, though, especially commander with a lot of elementals, sure, put this in there. Let's head to the underground with Goblin Burrows. Tap Goblin Burrows, add a colorless to your mana pool, or pay one and a red and tap. Target goblin creature gets plus two, plus oh until end of turn. Like Flamekin Village, Goblin Burrows is not legal in modern. However, even if it was, I don't think it'd see play. The ability doesn't blow me away. I think the best reason to include Goblin Burrows is for the flavor. You got a bunch of goblins in your casual deck, put a Goblin Burrows in there, so even your lands have to do with goblins. Grab some Den of the Bugbears, of course, too. 
Handwear battlements. We got a lot going on on this one. Tap, add colorless to your mana pool. Pay one red and tap. Target creature gains haste until end of turn. And also pay three red red and tap. If you both own and control Handwar Battlements and a creature named Handwar Garrison, exile them, then meld them into Handwar the Writhing Township. Is it Handwar, Handwar? I don't know how much it'll matter. So before we get into the land, we gotta see what it does uh, if you have a Garrison too. Handwar Garrison, you pay two and a red, you get a Human Soldier, two, three. Whenever Handwear Garrison attacks, put two 1-1 one, one red human creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. Then if you use the Battlement's ability, you get Handwear the Writhing Township. An Eldrazi Ooze legendary creature, 7-4 Trample and Haste. Whenever Handwear the Writhing Township attacks, put two 3-2 three, two colorless Eldrazi horror creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. So plenty to think about there. First off, let's say you have a deck and you're wondering, should I have Battlements without Garrison? Maybe in Commander, probably not anywhere else. Legacy, Modern, and Pioneer, I think this might be too slow for all of them. I think this card does see play in Commander. It's going for $3 right now. It's a similar ability to the Flamekin land we looked at, but, I mean, you're not going to be able to make red mana out of this, which is a big drawback. I think it's cool if you're able to create the Eldrazi Ooze that's made up of both soldiers and a town and its nastiness. And that card's definitely great because you have to meld it and you have to put some effort into getting that going. The price tells me that this is better or more unique and worthwhile than I think it is, but I'm not a huge fan of handware battlements. Shinka, the Blood-Soaked Keep from Champions of Kamigawa. Legendary land, tap to add red to your mana pool. Pay red and tap to give target legendary creature first strike until end of turn. Huge plus to this card, it feels like something that would enter the battlefield tapped, but it does not. This card's real good in commander, of course. Give your commander first strike or give any legendary creature first strike. This card skyrocketed in price recently, it's $36 for a copy. In the purely spike competitive world, yes this is a great card, but you might not want to pay the price for it depending on what you're using it for if it's a more casual EDH deck or something. The only bad things about putting this into a modern or legacy deck are, well, number one, it's legendary, so if you have four of, one of them's going to knock the other one off the battlefield when it enters. You can't fetch this with your fetch lands, it's not a mountain type, then it'd be insane. And finally, if you're concerned about Blood Moon or something, it isn't a basic land. But otherwise, Shinka, yeah, it does real work, it's excellent. It's our number one in this category of giving creature stats, but most of these are all right. I'm not a big fan of Hanwar Battlements or Goblin Burrows, but Flamekin Village and Castle Embereth, they have their places in maybe even some Pioneer and Modern decks. Well, I guess Flamekin Village, not Modern, because it's not legal there. We've got the least organized part of this list where I couldn't find a category for these lands. It's Miscellaneous. Great Furnace. Artifact Land. Tap it, add red mana. So the question is, does your deck care about artifacts? If so, stick this in here, unless you're really concerned about it being too easy to remove. Otherwise, just play a basic mountain. Great Furnace has seen a lot of reprints, so the price is still down at 50 cents. Of course, part of that price being downed is because this card was good enough that it is banned in Modern. 
It's hammer time. We've got Hammerheim. Tap it, add red to your mana pool. Or you can tap it. Target creature loses all landwalk abilities until end of turn. This was printed in Legends. It's not legal in Modern or obviously Pioneer or Standard either. Commander, this might have a place if you want to show off. I don't know how much landwalk is a concern, but if you want to just flex on people, get some Hammerheims in your deck. It's $15 for a copy, and most of the time it's just going to be a mountain. Similar to Great Furnace, being concerned with artifacts, if you're concerned about landwalk, Hammerheim's for you. They don't intertapped, there's a place for them, I think. Hammerheim's a legendary land, by the way, I forgot to mention that. Mad Blind Mountain. It is a mountain, so you can tap it to add red to your mana pool. Mad Blind Mountain comes into play tapped. Red and tap Mad Blind Mountain. Shuffle your library. Play this ability only if you control two or more red permanents. This has to be the worst non-basic mono-red land. Comes into play tapped, and when that's the case, you definitely want a strong ability out of it. Instead, all you get to do is shuffle your library. Not only that, you have to pay one red to shuffle your library, and you have to have two or more other red permanents on the battlefield. I don't know what world this was useful in. Mad Blind Mountain is a great card name, but this is an awful card. The only time I could see this ever being useful is if you absolutely hate Lantern Control and want to give yourself a slightly better chance at having outs after they tap their artifacts that are making you mill the top stuff of your library. They think, oh, all you have is a land on top of your library, I'm fine with you having that. But wait, then you activate Mad Blind Mountain's effect, assuming you have the mana up for it and two red permanents, and then maybe, just maybe, you'll get a good card off the top of your library. Is there any other scenario where Mad Blind Mountain is useful? Let me know. Time for a Memorial to War. Memorial to War enters the battlefield tapped. Tap this card to add red to your mana pool, or pay four in a red and tap, sacrifice Memorial to War, Destroy target land. Well, this does something more than Mad Blind Mountain, but the cost seems too high to me. Also, the flavor confuses me. Is land getting destroyed so we can put this memorial up? The cost of construction, I guess. Most of the time, I don't think memorial to war is going to be worth it unless you absolutely love destroying lands. Wasteland and Ghost Quarter definitely get the job done easier. Of course, then you don't get to add red mana, and that's what this show's all about. Spine Rock Knoll is next. It has the ability Hideaway. This land enters the battlefield tapped. When it does, look at the top four cards of your library, exile one face down, then put the rest on the bottom of your library. Tap Spine Rock Knoll, add red, or you can pay red and tap. You may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost if an opponent was dealt seven or more damage this turn. This card makes me want to get creative. I love the flavor of it. The card is hiding away under your Spine Rock Knoll. At least that's where I'd put it if I was playing physical magic. One problem with Spine Rock Knoll, it kind of seems to me to be a win more card. If you're dealing 7 damage to your opponent already, you might be in a good space for red, especially if you're in an aggro deck and you're just trying to close things out quickly. I should get more familiar with Control Mono Red for this show, but I'm more of an aggro player in general. I think there was a standard deck that liked it with an effect that was overcosted that let you get dragons out of the battlefield. Dragonstorm was the card. Maybe it wasn't overcosted, but it cost 9 mana, and that's the kind of stuff Spinerock Knoll is going to be wanting to play without paying the mana cost. Ravaged Highlands. 
This land comes into play tapped. Tap Ravaged Highlands to add red to your mana pool, or tap it and sacrifice it. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. This is a card that's cheating to put on this list, because if you're playing mono red, you're not going to want this. But I'm curious, was this card ever good? Maybe it was at the time Odyssey was uh, printed, but these days I'm not seeing Ravaged Highlands being too useful. Two more lands in this miscellaneous category that don't fit the rules I've set up, but I'm mentioning them anyways because I don't know when else I'm going to talk about them. Let's get to Vivid Crag. It enters the battlefield tapped with two charge counters on it. You can tap this and add red to your mana pool, or you can tap Vivid Crag and remove a charge counter from it. Add one mana of any color. So its ability is useless in a mono-red deck, and it doesn't fit my official qualifications, but I wanted to mention Vivid Crag because it's unique in that it is the only land that creates specifically red mana, but it could make other colors if you pay the cost. There's plenty of lands that give you mana of any color if you meet their ability requirements, but Vivid Crag will give you specifically red mana, and then you gotta do a little sun to get the rest of the colors. I thought that was neat. Hats off to you, Vivid Crag, but unfortunately, you are disqualified. Another card that's disqualified, but it's definitely worth mentioning now, is Snow-Covered Mountain. Why is this disqualified? Well, it's a basic land. You can have any number of Snow-Covered Mountains in your deck, and just like a regular mountain, you tap it to add red, but the addition is it counts as a Snow Permanent, which some good cards care about. Especially in Standard right now, I think about Faceless Haven, for example, and plenty more cards from Kaldheim care about Snow Lands, where Snow-Covered Mountain was recently reprinted after being part of those Ice Age sets earlier. Snow-Covered Mountain is close to a strictly better mountain. There's not much hate against Snow-Covered Permanents. Even in Kaldheim, there's like one card that really goes after it. Snow-Covered Mountain's definitely worth using in Standard at the moment, unless for flavor reasons you're like, they don't fit my theme or you think the lands themselves are ugly, or for budget reasons, you don't want to buy all these snow-covered mountains. At the time of this recording, a snow-covered mountain, you can get one for about 60 cents. So to grab 20 of these for your deck, it's going to be $12, as opposed to basically free for regular mountains. Snow-covered mountains are close to just strictly better than a basic mountain, but the reason they don't see play is because in eternal formats, there's not a lot of snow-permanent cards that are making a dent. There was that card that was banned in from Modern Horizons that cared about snow-covered lands, but like I said, it's banned. However, maybe something will be busted that comes along that'll make snow-covered mountains excellent to have. I remember like four years ago, I played against a guy that had a big red deck with snow-covered mountains, so he could use the card Scrying Sheets and also Scred, and he beat me a decent amount of times on Mono Red Burn. So snow-covered mountains, they have their place. But in the miscellaneous category, if I was going to pick a winner, it would be Spine Rock Knoll. It would be Snow-Covered Mountain, but officially it doesn't count as a non-basic, obviously. So Spine Rock Knoll, get creative, do something, the miscellaneous lands winner. One more type of mono-red non-basic lands I debated about including, but I'm putting in here. It's the double-sided cards from Zendikar Rising. They are technically lands on one side that have bonus effects, similar to those Enter the Battlefield lands I mentioned in the last episode. 
With the Zendikar Rising double-sided cards, you get a spell on one side and a land on the other. Unless I mention otherwise, that land on the other side comes into play tapped, and you can tap it to add red mana. Akuam Warrior is first. It's got the land on one side, and on the other we have, for five and a red, a 4-5 Minotaur Warrior with Trample. Yay, it's a Minotaur! Minotaurs are cool, but I've never really played a deck with them. Even in the decks that care about Minotaurs, this card's not amazing. It doesn't see play in standard. This isn't impressing anyone, really. Akuam Warrior, sorry to say, you are not today's chosen Minotaur. Next double-sided card with a land on the back is Kazul's Fury. Two and a red for an instant. As an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a creature. Kazul's Fury deals damage equal to the sacrificed creature's power to any target. I like Fling, so you're paying one more for Fling. Cool, I like it. Not sure if it has a place outside Standard and Commander, but I'm a fan of Fling effects, so I'll keep this one in mind. Next, Shattered Skull Smashing. This is the exception to that rule I mentioned with these lands entering tapped. Shatter Skull Smashing on its land side is Shatter Skull the Hammer Pass. As Shatter Skull the Hammer Pass enters the battlefield, you can pay three life. If you don't, it enters the battlefield tapped. Tap Shatter Skull the Hammer Pass, add red. Now let's look at the spell side. You get a sorcery for X red red. Shatter Skull Smashing deals X damage divided as you choose among up to two target creatures and slash or planeswalkers. If X is six or more, Shatter Skull Smashing deals twice X damage divided as you choose among them instead. This can really help clear the board in games that are going on for a while. You pay eight mana and you get to deal 12 damage to two different targets. Unfortunately, you can't target their faced, which is always a darn from me as a burn player, but getting rid of their two biggest, most threatening creatures, or getting rid of a Planeswalker, that's a great ability for 8 mana. Plus, what really makes this great is its flex ability. Maybe you only want to spend 3 mana and use this to kill something with 1 toughness. A lot of possibilities with that X casting cost. Shatter Skull Smashing is excellent in standard at the moment. It's a $5 card. Plus Commander, I could definitely see a place for this in Commander, as well as Pioneer. Song Mad Treachery is next, and the rest of these Zendikar Rising lands are going to be tapped and add one red mana to your mana pool on their land side. The spell side of Song Mad Treachery is three red red for a sorcery. Gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature, it gains haste until end of turn. The classic act of treason effect. I enjoy it, but there's not always a place for it. Especially if you're paying two more mana for it. This could be a thing in standard, as well as the hypothetical deck I have in mind someday in Commander where it is a bunch of Act of Treason effects. There's been so many of them printed over the years that I probably plan to have an episode just about Act of Treason type effects one day. But anyways, Song Mad Treachery, it's not blowing me away. Watch out, we've got Spike Field Hazard next. Pay one red mana for an instant, and it deals one damage to any target. If a permanent dealt damage this way would die this turn, exile it instead. A little bit of ping with the land on the back. Standard and Pioneer, I think, are going to get the most value of this. It's underpowered for Modern and Legacy, and it's underpowered, I think, for Commander as well. Spikefield Hazard. I'd say use it. Valakut Awakening. Two and a red for an instant. Put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one. 
a land or some draw. This will help you fix your mana, I think, in Standard. I think this has a place in Commander as well. Maybe Pioneer, too. Worst case scenario, the spell side is 3 mana to draw a card, which isn't terrible cost for red, especially when you take into consideration its flexibility. Valakut Awakening right now is a $5 card. Cool stuff from it. One thing you gotta watch out for, don't let people scam you into buying this thinking it's gonna be the Molten Pinnacle. And the last card we'll talk about. This is not from Zendikar Rising, but it is a double-faced land. It always comes into play as an enchantment, though. It's Vance's Blasting Cannons. Pay three and a red, and you get a legendary enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. If it's a non-land, you may cast that card this turn. Whenever you cast your third spell in a turn, you may transform Vance's Blasting Cannons. That's when this becomes a land, a legendary land, Spitfire Bastion. Tap Spitfire, add red to your mana pool, or pay two and a red and tap it. Spitfire Bastion deals three damage to target creature or player. I guess that'd be any target these days. A lot of text on this card from Ixalan. Is it any good? I think it's cool. I'd like it in Commander for sure. I want to transform it. I want to see some cool cannon blast action happening. But the cost might be too high in most formats, especially Modern and Legacy, aren't going to see this have any play. But Commander, yeah, put this in there. It's technically a land on one side of it. The winner of the spell on one side, land on the other category, is Shatter Skull Smashing. It's pretty obvious. It can enter untapped. It can be really useful in the late game. You might even use it in the earlier game. Flexibility, it's the key. And it's got a metal name, Shatter Skull Smashing. Real quick, let's go over the top mono-red non-basic lands that we've had over these last two episodes. In each category, I'll give either a half thumb up, one thumb up, or two thumbs up. For ramp in mono-red, we have Dormant Volcano. It only gets a half thumb. Damage, Valakut, the Molten Pinnacle, or Barbarian Ring. Two thumbs up in the damage category. Cycling, you can pick up a Forgotten Cave. That's one thumb up. Enter the battlefield effects, Teetering Peaks, half thumb. In the Manlands category, Den of the Bugbear took the top prize, and that is two thumbs up. Stat effects, Shinka or Castle Embereth, those are two thumbs up. In the Miscellaneous category, Spine Ruck Knoll, two thumbs up. And Double Sided Lands, two thumbs up for Shatter Skull Smashing. So what have we learned over these last two episodes? Well, there's been some useful cards and some useful mono-red non-basic lands I hadn't really heard of before. So that's something to keep in mind the next time you're making a deck. Maybe you don't want all just regular mountains in your mono-red, but most of the time you probably still do. Maybe you won't use these lands right away, but I hope it expands your horizons when you think about mono-red. It's fun learning exactly what the mono-red land options are, and I hope you enjoyed learning too. Sometimes you just gotta search the archives. That sounds like something a blue player would say, though. Forgive my blasphemy. This has been Red Decks Win. Play mountains, climb mountains, conquer mountains.